we're going to spend two sessions on Romans 15, 18 to 21 here. And I want to focus on what we can learn about Paul's missionary strategy and the inner workings of it and the geographical and philosophical workings of it. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, which is like northern Greece where Albania is today, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Jesus, uh, gospel of Christ. And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand." And we're going to break it right here and do this part next time, because that word thus right there, and thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, that thus refers to this entire method of missions. So let's focus on this for right now. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring about or to bring the Gentiles bring the Gentiles to obedience. There's the goal. Let's just pause right there and what is it what does that refer to? Back in chapter one, verse five, laying out his purpose for the letter and for his life, through Christ we have received grace and apostleship. Why? To what end? to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. So there's the phrase, obedience of faith. Here it's just bring Gentiles to obedience, but probably referring to the same thing, especially since the book ends with a similar reference. Here at the end of the book, very last verses, the mystery which has now been disclosed through the prophetic writings, has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God. What's the command of the eternal God for all the nations? To bring about the obedience of faith. Same phrase. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. So twice this reference to obedience here is the obedience of faith. But now obedience of faith, that right there could mean obedience which is faith, when you have faith, you are obeying the command to believe, or it could mean obedience, which is the all-inclusive behavior of the Christian life, which flows from faith. I'm inclined to think that's the case, though it's hard to decide with absolute certainty. I think this by word and deed here, most people don't think that modifies obedience. It's not like obedience by word and deed, but but. He wants to bring about obedience, and then this describes how he's going to do it. He's going to do it by word and deed. He's going to do it by the power of signs and wonders. He's going to do it by the power of the Spirit of God. 
So let's, let's see if we can uh, sketch it like this. It starts with Christ. Christ through me. But through me is then spelled out with what he, this me here, does, right? Through me, by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. So when he says, I want to see what Christ will do through me, the kinds of me activities he has in mind are word and deed. So missions involves speaking the word of the gospel and doing deeds, deeds like signs and wonders, power of the Holy Spirit through the word, power of the Holy Spirit through the deeds. And that all leads to the obedience of the Gentiles, the obedience of faith, either faith as the obedience or faith as the root of the obedience. So he is deflecting glory from himself. I will not venture to speak of anything that would come from me. He's happy to speak of things coming through him, right? But not from him. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. So Christ is the source. Christ is the decisive cause. So I'm going to put that here. He, he deflects glory to Christ. That's what authentic missionaries Leaders do. They deflect glory away from themselves to Christ. And isn't it interesting here that Christ is the active agent through Paul, through word, through deed, through power of signs and wonders. And this one is called the power of the Spirit. So he's, he's almost treating these as synonymous. He does that over in 2 Corinthians 3.18, where he says that uh, the Spirit works to make us see Christ. So Christ is active here, and he's active by his Spirit. So we can say that Paul is deflecting glory. That's one of the marks of his mission. A second thing we can say is that Paul is an agent. It would be wrong to say, oh, Christ is everything here because this through me really matters. Christ doesn't do it apart from missionaries and apart from spokesmen through me. A third thing we can say is that it is through the Holy Spirit because the Spirit is here. It's not Christ to the exclusion of the Spirit or the Spirit to the exclusion of Christ. Christ is working through Paul and the power of the Spirit is another way of describing that. And then we can say, fourth, it happens with words and deeds. In this case, it looks like fairly miraculous deeds, signs and wonders 
And then one more observation that we haven't made yet. So that, so all of this, cleared away, all of that Christ-exalting, Spirit-empowered, speaking by word, word and deed to bring about this obedience of the Gentiles here, all of that is so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum. That's a lot. I can't draw, but I'll draw it anyway. So here's Jerusalem. Here's Antioch. Here's Asia Minor. Up there. And here's, here's the beginning of Greece. <laughs> Over here is, is Italy. So Paul is preaching from Jerusalem up here through Asia Minor, here down to Greece, Corinth, Athens, up here, and that's where Illyricum is. He has, he has, what does it say? From, from Jerusalem to Illyricum here, he has fulfilled the gospel. <laughs> that's absolutely incredible. Look at these next verses, just so you can see this. This is the reason why I have so often been hindered in coming to you. These are the next verses. But now, since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you in passing as I go to Spain. What in the world does he mean? There's no room for work from Jerusalem in all the space in here, all the space in here, all the space in here. Tens of thousands, maybe millions of people live here who are not believers. And Paul says he's got no room to work there and that he has fulfilled the gospel of Christ. This is why I distinguish between frontier missionaries and local pastors. Local pastors have been installed in all the cities here, and their job is to get this evangelism done. But Paul is not that kind of person. He's not called to be a local pastor. He's called to preach the gospel where it hasn't yet been known. That's what we're going to look at next time when we focus on this thus here. So for now, the main thing is to see how wonderfully Christ-exalting Paul is and how dependent on the Spirit he is. He doesn't want glory for himself. He wants Christ to get the glory. He wants the Spirit to be acknowledged as the power. And he wants it to be seen that the great goal is obedience, and that obedience is the obedience of faith in Christ. So Christ is the beginning and Christ is the end of this mission.